critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're ready to go. Yeah, we're ready. Uh, hello. Hello. We're on the air. It is the Doc G Show. It is Wednesday. It is time to bring the funk. Say what? With me, as always, Justin, Hype City, Evangelista. Lego, boys. Lego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's it going, Justin? Mm. It's going good, man. You got me a cool shirt. Yes! You got our new merch. In. The new and merch. Thin, breathable materials. Brought to you by Gap. L- luckily, what? the Gap helped us out, You man. see that? Sponsorship right there, baby. Nope. Most uh, of the week has gone pretty well for me. Jackpot. Most of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, you can have everything. I was a tad irked today at lunch. Hmm. Oh, what happened? What happened? Let me describe why I was irked. I uh, went to eat. At the at the calf, as some people like to call it, I call it the cafeteria. What? Wham. Um, I sat down at the bar stool area, you know, not the actual like uh, booths or the actual tables, but just the line of bar stools, you know. The so, one behind the pizza. Y- yes. Okay. Yes. And like in between the pizza and the main entree. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. And so I sit down, and you know, only people can sit beside you, right? You can't, like, obviously be sitting at a table. So yeah. I, I sit down and start eating, and I've been over this before when Dave was here one day. Uh, a dude sits right beside me, um, and there's open seats. And I'm just like, automatically, that, I was like, what? Girl, come on. Yeah, that annoys I- me when someone goes and sits right next yeah. to you when there's so many other open seats. And then the the thing is is he didn't even like, you know, like there was there was no like insinuation that he wanted to be beside me. It was like he was almost annoyed that he was sitting there. And I'm like, yeah. dude, wait, what? Set somewhere else then cuz exactly. he's like, you know, like hunching over his food and like, you know, sort of doing this and I was just like, ah. So that's probably his special spot. That was the start. Okay. That was the start. Then he goes and gets a bowl of Lucky Charms, right? I'm I'm fine with Lucky Charms. I like Lucky Charms. But he gets Lucky Charms, and I have headphones on. And I can hear every single time that he gets the Lucky Charms, I can hear him crunch the Lucky Charms and then slurp each spoonful. Word. Over my music. I can, yeah, I can see that. Over my music. That sucks, man. Uh, so then, I, I was like, okay, okay, hmm, let it, let it pass, let it pass. Yes. Then he pulls out his phone and he starts watching Netflix on his phone with no headphones. Oh, with no headphones. Girl, come on. Volume all the way up. Especially in public. Come on, guys. First of all, I don't even know how his phone was that loud because it looked like a normal iPhone to me, no. but it was blasting his Netflix all around. And it was it was over my music. Again, all of this was over my music. Were you playing your music pretty loud? I mean, it was loud enough. 
I could hear it easily over the talking around the, you know, around the uh, the cafeteria. But like, at first I thought like they had revived some kind of reality show, <laughs> like you know, punked or candid camera, and I was like looking and around you're on like. It. Okay, all right, who's going to hop out and be like, this annoying dude's fake, you know? Oh. But it wasn't, right? Uh, and I was like, all right, why is, is this guy so annoying? So then I did what a lot of people do. I looked for confirmation that this was annoying from people that were closest to the area, yes. other people that could no doubt hear. And so, like, I was looking up, and I was looking around at him. And they were all just okay oblivious, with it. okay with it. Girl, I was like, on. and then that's when I started to get self-conscious, and I was like, I was like, is is this guy actually annoying, or am I just a grumpy old man that finds everything annoying now? Hmm. Is that me? That like anything that somebody does, like, hey, you know what? I was thinking about going to get ice cream. Like, oh, ice cream, you ass bag. Why yeah. are you going to get ice cream? You know, one of those people. And so I was like, oh, no. So I decided I need a special jury, like a, a, an occurrence jury, like a panel of seven people that I can just call up at any time, like on FaceTime, and just really quick give them the scenario and be like, excuse me, is this annoying, guys? And they all return a vote. Yes! Either yes, this dude's annoying, or no, you're an old turd who needs to get over it. Hmm. That's a fact. Right? And then, because I'd like to be democratic in this evaluation, true, true. you know, I can find out, and then I'll then I'll be able to settle it. I'll be able to settle it with myself if they all say if it was a seven seven to zero vote of no, he's not annoying. You're an old turd. I'd be like, oh, well, that settles it. I'm an old turd. I need to get over this. Jeez. Yeah. But if it was the other way, and I'm looking for confirmation from you fellas, my decision vote here was seven to zero. Everybody. I feel like that's a necessary thing. I think technology isn't there yet. Oh. I don't no. think technology's there. Nope. All right. I had a question. Okay. What's the question? What? How close were was the next person to this person? Well, you know how there's the uh, the wall right beside, like right in front of you. Yeah. On that little bar stool area, there was a person over on the other side at Just the table. Just right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So they were pretty close. I mean, they were almost exactly as close as I was. Word. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's just like a regular occurrence for that guy. And whenever somebody goes there, like they know that's the Netflix guy. Yeah, you know? I, well, I'm sure he's probably got that. But like, but I would be annoyed some, too some, if that was my first time with it. Yeah. Like, it's, it'll grow on me. I don't know if it'll grow on you. Somebody. <laughs> I just sat beside him and be like, oh, Netflix guy is watching Netflix again and slipping his, slurping his lucky charms. Classic Netflix guy. Classic. Wait, what? No, no. I I need I need my jury. I need them to come in okay. and weigh in for me. That way, at least I get confirmation. I know from others. But you know what's unanimous on any jury? What's up? The Doc G Show. Is it entertaining or not? Oh. Yes. Hell yeah. The answer is is yes. Okay. Guilty. Are, are you <laughs> what? Guilty. Of too much entertainment. Too entertaining. Justin, are you ready to fire it up? I'm ready. I'm ready as ever. Let's fire it up. Woo! All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. All right, Justin, this show today is amazing. Say what? With a capital A. 
We've got G Love. Oh, you should have said with a capital G. With a capital G. Re rewrite. Rewrite it. This show is amazing with a capital G. And you know why? Because we have G Love on the show. Ooh, dang, man. My gosh, this guy is fantastic. You know G Love? G Love. And the special sauce. Is from Illy Philly. Yes! They're coming up on their 25th anniversary. They've Illy been going Philly? since 93, man. Holy. Yeah. They've got gold records. Sweet. They've, they've been on MTV. They've been around the world. Ooh. And these guys are on our show. So That's crazy. If you haven't checked him out, listeners, before he even gets on the show, go to Apple Music or Spotify, check him out, and you'll be like, oh, wow, how did I not know about this guy before this show? Hmm. You'll be embarrassed. Anyways, Justin, let's get it going. Let's get it going with a little birthday suit. Man, I want it. Happy birthday, Mr. President. October 25th. What a birthday day. Blam. My goodness. What a day of birth. Word. Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Brian Kelly, coach from Notre Dame. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's all right. James Carvel, the Raging Cajun, the political correspondent. Don't know if you've. Uh, yeah, yeah, the bald guy. The bald guy with glasses. He's yeah. like. Mm -hmm. I like the way he talks. Yeah, Raging Cajun. Yeah. Samantha B, former Daily Show correspondent, and now has her own show there on TBS. Wow. All right. But today, our birthday suit wearer. Let's go. October 25th, 1984. Hmm. She was born in Santa Barbara, California to two Pentecostal pastors. Wow. Her parents were extremely religious, obviously. Would not let her eat Lucky Charms. We've mentioned those already in the show. Because Lucky was too close to Lucifer. Nice. And her mom called deviled eggs angeled eggs. Amen. Okay. okay. Yeah. She began to sing at the church at the age of nine. She was discovered by Steve Thomas and Jennifer Knapp, who invited her to Tennessee to develop her skills. She released a gospel album and provided backup vocals on multiple tracks, but it wasn't until 2007, here it comes, when she released a track called I Kissed yeah, a Girl. Yeah, okay, I knew. Yeah. Yep, I, I, I knew she started out like in the, in the religious in the genre. Who is it? It's Katy Perry, baby. Boom. Perry Meister. I just needed like that extra confirmation at the end. Yeah, I don't think anybody calls her the Perry Meister. Nope. But uh, Perry Winkle. Perry Winkle. Mm. KP. So it's her birthday, man. Going the big uh, two, uh, th or three, three, three. Yes. Scotty yeah. Pippen. It's her Scotty Pippen birthday. Oh, Scotty yes. Pippen. That's right. That's man, right. Man, good for you, Katy Perry. Woohoo! That's exciting. Man, you know she's had some, she's had some uh, famous. Uh, relationships. Yeah, she has. The uh, lead singer of Gym Class Heroes there, Travis. Um, yeah. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Mayer. Russell Brand. Yeah. Uh, and then John Mayer. Russell Brand. Yeah. John Mayer. Um, yeah. She's got that else? new short hair. Well, I guess it's not really new I don't know if anymore. I like it or not. It's okay. Yeah. It's grown on me. I'm all right with it. Yeah. I'm sure it's growing on her. But hey. <laughs> Oh, it's good hair. one. Thank you. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to a little rip from the headlines. Jebediah. And now, the news. Thank you. <clears throat> Justin, you know this show is all about 
being friends of the environment, right? Word. I guess so. We're pretty big into being friends of the environment. You don't recycle. What? Wait, what? I do too. Yes! Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Your okay. underwear doesn't count, dude. Huh? Oh. <laughs> um, how do you know about that? I know everything. Oh, wow. There's a stench he in is here not. <laughs> that is inescapable. Ew. Uh, it's true. It's funny because it's true. Um, yeah, anyways, we help our feathered, our furred, our scaled friends out whenever we can, right? Any kind of skin texture. That's right. In that case, we need to applaud the work of Eric Nolan, okay. a citizen of Nova Scotia. What are we applauding this man for? Mm. Eric Nolan saved a seagull from drowning the other day. Eric works at a restaurant in uh, on Halifax Harbor in Nova Scotia. That happened, the seagull drowning. So he looks out and sees a struggling seagull who was caught in fishing line. That's not going to be good for anybody. So it got tangled in fishing line when it dived down for some, you know, some afternoon... Delight. Know, yeah, afternoon delight. In this case, I'm guessing fish. Yeah, Halifax. Um, but it got tangled up in someone's left fishing line with a hook in its foot. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. That sucks. And so Eric, working in the restaurant, was like, that's it. Dives into the water, swims out to the seagull, holds him up, brings him back, untangles him, takes the hook out, saves the seagull. Yeah. yeah. Kudos to you, Eric. Yeah. Way to be uh, on your toes, that's I guess. That's right, man. That, that seagull thinks Because I wouldn't you. think... Now the word's out. All the seagulls of, of Nova Scotia love you. Yes! Eric. You will no longer get special bird presents on your head when you're walking to work. Huh? They will not They will not drop their processed afternoon delight on your head. What? That won't happen. Good for you. I love it. Eric, we applaud you. Justin, have you ever tried to bite someone? Huh? Bite somebody? Yeah. Maybe when I was little, I don't know. <laughs> have you ever tried not to, now? Have you ever tried to bite a police officer? Nope. Uh, no, it's not like aggravated assault. And yeah, that would be that would be assault against a police officer, and that's exactly what happened with Selena Daly. Oh. Selena Daly. Yeah, Selena Daly of uh, Louisiana tried to bite a police officer. Oh, not. tried or did? Uh, well, it sound uh, from the cookie cake. It was tried. Wait, what? Okay. I'll get to the cookie cake. I love it. Mm. So, Dally was invited to a wine tasting at McNeese State University. McNeese State. Yeah, with her friends. And apparently, she didn't understand that at a wine tasting, you, you taste the wine, not drink every bottle that they have there. Nope. So, she got really toasted. Toasted. Yes! Yeah, yeah. And her friends had to take her home. And while she was driving home, Dally uh, sort of blacked out. She doesn't really remember anything. And she seemed unconscious. And her friends were like, uh-oh. So they called the paramedics. Uh-oh. And apparently, uh, the police got involved in all of this uh, somehow. They did not describe that in the story. But uh, Dally doesn't remember anything. All that she remembers is waking up in jail with charges of public intoxication and assaulting an officer. Oh, man, she seems like a good time. <laughs> wow. She was told by others that she tried to bite the officer who arrested her. Oh, and what? 
Well, cause cause Miss Dally is such a nice lady. Yeah. She felt really bad about that. Amen. She felt super bad. It was eating away at her. And she was like, What do I do? What do I do to make this better? And she she found out something that would make it better. Buying that officer a cookie cake. Dude, that's a good move. You do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dang, she took a page out of your book. She took a page out of it, although I haven't bit an officer. I, I usually do it more for special occasions. But if you did bite an officer, I would, probably would you be, give that him a could, cookie that cake? That could be one of the ways that I would try to smooth it over, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she bought a cookie cake for the officer that was decorated in icing that said, Sorry, I tried to bite you. Nice! <laughs> that's what the cookie cake said. Hey, on Facebook. Straightforward, you know. Tyson. Uh, no BS. Yeah. That's what it is. The icing with. I tried to bite you. Sorry about that. Man, do we have any word from the officer? Uh, he seemed happy with it. That's nice. what they said. He uh, he was smiling, and she said in uh, in the uh, article that she was very. Uh, he was a very nice gentleman. Yes. Very nice gentleman. Fun fact: The cake shop said they uh, that was the first time they had made that cake uh, for someone besides Mike Tyson. Hi. Woo! <laughs> oh, that's that's for you guys out there. Spinal. <coughs> I like that. That's good. You like that? All right, Justin. Uh, do you know anybody that lives near uh, Fort Collins, Colorado? Hmm. No, I don't think I know anybody that lives in Colorado. Period. Okay. Well. I know a couple people, and I'm going to have to tell them to watch out for Four. llamas. Llamas? That's right. Just one, actually. One L llama. Watch out for llama. Yeah. That's on the loose and apparently very aggressive. Ooh. Yeah. Jeez. Appar what? Can those things get pretty, like, no, I scary? Didn't th I didn't think so. Uh, they spit, right? Or is that they alpaca? They spit, and they like to chew things. Okay. Yeah, because there, there used to be some llamas near my high school. And, really? Uh, yeah. That were free roamed? No, no, no. They were, they were, they were caged, or you know, they were in fences. They were a corral. Yeah, but they would come up to the edge of the fence if you were over there and spit on you. It, well, if they were angry, or they would try to eat your shirt. They would lean over and just that's know, a fact. Nibble on your shirt, and then you'd be did like, Did you ever have a run in with any of these llamas? Uh, I didn't. My brother did. Okay. He had he had a run in with llama. They tried to eat a shirt. Nice. And he didn't know what to do about that. What? Um, just run away. <laughs> But they got, they got a hold of your shirt. Apparently, the forest rangers that patrol the area have tried to corral this llama several times. Uh, but she's too crafty. Lamb. <laughs> she's she's just a, a crafty, Nothing wily. Nothing worse than a crafty llama. A crafty, wily llama. One of the rangers <laughs> said, I've gone up several times with different rangers and different staff, uh, and we can't get anywhere near it. Nope. It just wanders off. I mean, you know, normally, like, in the case of, like, a, a mountain lion, they shoot it with a tranquilizer. Jesus. Can they not do that with a llama? Is that Let's not allowed? Let's be humane here. A well, llama is harmless. Well, I mean, you know, but... I it mean, just does get annoying. It does get annoying. It's aggressive. Oh. You gotta watch out. It could you, it could spit in somebody's eye. Llamas make noise? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever heard one of them near our school make a noise. Nope. Yeah. No. Wait, yeah, what? Yeah, that sounds sort of like a sheep, but we're going to... That's a llama for us. Yeah. That's a llama. Uh, Justin, it is time. Are you ready? Stop faking the funk. Man, I want to. Okay, here we go. Popeye's restaurant in South Carolina facing lawsuit for selling five-month-old biscuit. Hmm. What? Or 
restaurant under fire for reserving Popeye's chicken. Hmm. Okay. Popeye's restaurant in South Carolina facing lawsuit for selling five-month-old biscuit. Or restaurant under fire for reserving Popeye's chicken. Which one is the fake headline? I think the fake headline has to be the restaurant. No, no, that's the real one for me. The fake one is Popeye's serving a five-month-old biscuit. You're back on. Good job. Good job. I felt it. I felt it. I felt like there was more story behind the restaurant serving. There is. And here's the story. So there's a restaurant called Sweet Dixie Kitchen in California. Okay. Um, It received some criticism on Yelp when a customer wrote a review of the restaurant that included the info that they saw workers at the restaurant bring in Popeye's chicken. Through the back? Yeah, Word. and then wow. use it in the chicken and waffles That's at their crazy. restaurant. How it, hard is it to make your own fried chicken? Well, so in a response, the owner of the restaurant said, We proudly serve Popeye's spicy tenders. Amen. The best fried chicken hey, anywhere. Hey. Amen. Which are Own it. delivered Own it. twice a day. She went on to say, we promote usually small batch local producers on our menu. The exception is Popeye's. Hmm. We can't, then she said, we can't at this location, quote, my kitchen is not set up for frying. We're an old building. I don't actually have a proper kitchen back there. Wait, what? End quote. Okay. What? Don't say that. I'm not going to eat there. What? Let me get this straight. Your name of the restaurant is Sweet Dixie Kitchen, and you can't fry anything? It was named after the other Sweet Dixie Kitchen. I mean, I'm sorry, but you can't be associated with the South and not fry anything. And not fry your own. Wow. Yeah. That's like having a restaurant called Ted's Tacos and being like, oh, our kitchen doesn't have the ability to make tacos. Yeah, we actually just um, oh, sorry. make scrambled eggs. Maybe a little misleading. What? But we can make rice and eggs. That's what we can make back there. Sorry about that. That's... Come on. It's all right. I'll still eat your reserved Popeye's fried chicken, Sweet Dixie. Yes! Popeye's is that good. Popeye's is really good. Reserve it. Up it. Up the up the price to me. I'll still buy it. Hey. If it's if, if that restaurant's closer than the Popeye's, I'll buy it. True. Saves me some time. Anyways, guys, it is time for a musical break. G Love and the special sauce. You may remember this song from a Cadillac commercial. What? Say what? Cadillac. G Love was in a Cadillac commercial. It's ballin'. Yes! This is G Love and the special sauce with Come Up Man. Keep it locked on the Doc G Show.
And we're back on Jeez. the show. Justin, that was a dramatic pause. Did you hear that? Nope. Dramatic pause. Wham. Yes. G-Love, man. Come up, man. I can't wait. Ten minutes he's going to be on the show with us. We're going to chat it up. Let's go. Let's I'm going to ask it. him about his fitness. I'm going to ask him about the rhythm and blues cruise. Don't, I'm going to ask him. Don't let him. everybody know your secrets. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hold it back. Uh, you, you guys, you're going to hear in a little bit. Um... Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Reminder, check out the podcast. That's all I need to say. Justin. We're a big deal. We are a big deal. It is time for a new segment, my friend. Yes! You know I'm a fan of history. Say what? Yeah, you are. I'm a big fan of history. You know your history. And I think I think the fans out there, the listeners... They're fans of history, too. Nope. Okay. And and they may not be. There may be people turning off their radios as as we speak. Exactly. But. Stay with us. Please stay with us during these hot takes of history. Are you ready, Justin? HTH. HTH. Go! Hot, Hot takes of history. Justin. Have you heard of John Lafitte? Mm. Jean Lafitte. No. Seems familiar, but I'm pretty sure I don't know. He was a French pirate in the Gulf of Mexico in the 17th century. Dived down for that booty? That's right. Nice. He did. He got a lot of booty, right? Okay. And most of the people that lived in New Orleans at the time really liked him. Because he was sort of like a, a Robin Hood, if you will. Yeah. You know? Robin Hoods of he, the he would offer of the he would offer up that booty to the folks of New Orleans and be like, "Here's some booty. What do you think about this? Here's some booty for you, Bayou. You know." And uh, well, William C. C. Claiborne, the governor of Louisiana, he wasn't a fan of this dude. He was like, "This dude's showing me up. He's a pirate. I don't like that." Nope. Okay. You know, and he kept on trying to get him arrested for different things. And after the government official failed to capture him on his boat, uh, Claiborne decided, you know what? Enough's enough. And he he put up rewards all over New Orleans that said $500 reward for Jean Lafitte's capture. Wow, so like a bounty. Right? Yeah. And then over the next few days, those signs were pasted over that had a picture of Claiborne on them that said $5,000 reward for the governor. Say what? 
and wow. John Lafitte. Well played, well played. That's Lafitte. right. My gosh, the the ballsiness of this of this pi- privateer man, this pirate. My goodness, that's awesome. That's actually really cool. Yeah, some power move right there. HTC. What? Hot takes of history. That's what that is, Justin. Did you know that there's a nuclear bomb setting at the bottom of the ocean right off the coast of Georgia? What? That's really close to us. That is. In 1958, an F-86 collided with a B-47 in midair, and that B-47 was carrying an MK-15 nuclear bomb. The bomb weighed 7,600 pounds and contained 400 pounds of traditional explosive and highly uh, enriched uranium. The uh, Navy looked for it for about two months after this collision happened, uh, and they couldn't find it. And then they just announced after two months. They yeah, found we, it? No. No? They just gave up. They announced that they gave up. They were That's like, well, scary. we give up. What if that thing blows up? It's down there somewhere. They're, they're not too concerned. They're like, you know what? I don't think it's going to. What? We're good. Nope. We're good. Is there, is there like facts behind that it won't blow up? Hmm. That's a nuclear bomb. Navy seems pretty not concerned. But the bomb, just so anybody knows, has a serial number, 47782. So if anybody has recently been swimming off the coast of Georgia and they saw a big black cylinder that they thought was like a septic tank or something that had the serial number 47782. Nope, nuclear bomb. It's a nuclear bomb. So if you could return it to the Navy, they've they've been looking for it for uh, about 60 years. I wonder if radiation has like leaked out of that. They they use the Geiger counter to try to find it, and no. They say that it has not been leaking. At first they thought it did in 2004, but then it was actually natural uh, release of of, uh, radiation from a natural source. That'd be cool, though, and like see like all these mutated fish and species. Some X-Men that just popped out of the sea there. like mermaids. Nice. HTC. What? Hot takes of history. Here we go. Justin, we don't, uh, wait, did I just, I, I just got that wrong. Yeah, you're saying HTC, it threw me off a bit. HTH, man. There we go. Sorry. Jeez, what am I doing with my, Justin, we don't really use phone books anymore, right? They're heavy. No. They're yeah. full of paper. Okay. So old school, if you will. Right? Yeah. Well, the first telephone book was released in uh, February 1878. And it wasn't really a telephone book. What was in there? One number? It was a page. One page. So a telephone page. 50 office numbers were on it from New Haven, Connecticut. That was the first telephone book. Nice! A 2011 survey found that the average cell phone had 664 contacts in it. Wait, what? You know, that's right. You know what conclusion I draw from that? Hmm. I don't have the average person's number of contacts. Seriously, I don't have 600 contacts. You don't have anywhere close maybe to a, Maybe 50, 80 at most. We don't know. have enough friends, Justin. Oh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yes! Justin! Crying on the inside. <laughs> HTH! Hot, hot, hot takes of history. There we there go. Justin, back... In ancient Egypt, roughly 1800 BC, 
They created the first contraception. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sweet. The concoction of crocodile dung. Wait, what? Honey and sodium bicarbonate. Oh, I've been using that for years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit more emphasis on the crocodile dung, but I don't really like honey in there, but I like my crocodile dung. I'll say I'll say for their concoction, I'll say for a lack of better words, Justin Lee, uh, Justin Lee. <laughs> Just, yeah, you can call me that. <laughs> Justin Lee, it was worn intimately by the female. I'll just say that. Ew. That's how the contraception was used. Really? Yes. I, uh, hmm. Which I gotta say, yeah. <laughs> enough, enough crocodile dung on any lady would be a pretty solid contraception for me. Yes! That is know. a weird contraception, man. That would stop me yes! pretty fast. Is there is not a smell? I would say so. Ew. I would say so. Maybe the honey and the sodium bicarbonate make it. Balance it out. Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe. Yes. Ah. Justin. Those are the HTHs for this week. Hot we takes go. of history, man. There you go. Take that. Hot, hot, hot takes of history. The internet, Justin, Jeez. is a global system of interconnected computer networks that use the internet protocol suite TCP/IP to link devices. Have you ever wondered why people use the internet? You brought it back. That's right. Or more specifically, Google. Dang it. Mm. Well, this is why people use the Google machine this past week. <laughs> Justin, fourth most searched thing on Tuesday, October 17th. Do you remember all the way back last week on Tuesday? Mm. Uh, NBA season started. That's right. Um... What else happened Tuesday? Well, if the NBA season started, what do you think people search for? Over 500,000 searches. What were people dying to know October 17th? I don't know. Gucci Mane. Oh, true, true, true. His wedding, of yeah, course. Yeah, his wedding. It was like a, a huge wedding. All It was like all sponsored by BET. Yeah. Hey, yes. uh, did you see? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll let well, you go two things, it. first off. First off, he's looking good these days. Yeah, he's looking slim down. He's fit. He's healthy. He's got a great Healthier, set of teeth going. I mean, His teeth yeah. are looking nice. They're white. They're very nice. And looking trim. I mean, his, his, his facial hair and hair is just all what going together. Word. It's nice, man. But I got to be honest. There were rumors that he didn't invite his brother or his mother to this wedding of his. What? Yeah, that's right. And the rumor's coming from his brother. His brother said on TMZ. So probably, it's probably not a rumor. It's probably it's, confirmed. It, well, it's it's confirmed by his brother, that's for yeah. sure. He said, hey, I wasn't invited to this wedding, and I'm hurt by that. Oh! And uh, I got to say, if you're going to have a $1.7 million wedding and then play it off to your mom and your brother like you didn't invite anybody to that wedding, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to prove that, that does, and be like, yeah. ah, we didn't really invite that many people. It's just really small. It's basically me and her. That was the yeah. only people that were there. <laughs> me, her, the pastor, that was about it. I don't think you're going to be able to do that when you have $1.7 million wedding on BET. This one was crazy. Did you see that he cut into his wedding cake with, with a like sword? A, a diamond studded sword. Yeah. Yes! Yeah, it was a pretty big sword. Dang. 
And that was a pretty weird cake. It looked like actually like huge. like like fungus had been growing on. I mean, I know it wasn't, but it didn't look Wait, to what? me. It didn't, it didn't look, look that appealing. appealing. No. Yeah. But but hey, when you cut a cake with a with a diamond sized sword, I'll eat a piece. I'm just saying, make amends though, Gucci. Make amends. But I heard with he's trying family. to turn a new leaf. You know, yeah. maybe. But I mean, why wouldn't you invite your mom? Yeah. Come you on. came out of her, Gucci man. Come on, Radrick. Yeah. That, oh yeah. That's Rad. Right. That's his real name, listeners out there that don't know. His name's Radrick, but he goes by Gucci Mane. I gotta be honest, I I was sort of surprised that that many people were interested in Gucci, actually. I mean, like, you know, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. I was just surprised that that many people wanted to know about Gucci Mane's wedding. I mean, to to be honest, I'm a bit more of the old Gucci Mane. Uh, the trap house, the fat Gucci man, the trap house Gucci, yes! the from Zone Six to Duval Gucci, yeah, that one, the one that represents for this county, yes! even though he's from Atlanta, from Zone Six to Duval, woo, woo. Anyways, that's Gucci. Justin, are you ready for another birthday suit? Of course, man. Of course. This is the hardest one of the show. All right. Born in 1881. In Spain, hmm. our birthday suit wearer was deeply intrigued with painting from a young age. His first word was pencil. From the age of seven, he received formal artistic training from his father, who was an artiste. He ended up uh, going to Madrid's Real Academia de Bellas Artes de San Fernando, hmm. the best art school in the country, but he dropped out soon after enrolling because he wanted to do his own thing. His work is now divided into periods, the blue period, the rose period, the African influence period, analytical cubism, and crystal period. He is considered one of the most influential artists of the 20th century. Some of his paintings are the most expensive in the world. At the time, in 2015, one of his paintings set the record for most expensive painting ever purchased with $179.3 million. Name that That's painter. Yeah. Man, you're killing me. This is not my repertoire. I will give you a big hint. His initials are P. Oh, come on. Pablo Picasso. There man. we go. Pablo hey. Picasso. That's a, he, he doesn't... I heard that he does really good paintings. He He's does, you bad. know, he was pushing the envelope. You know, he was very... Obviously, he had the talent to do a lot of, like, realistic painting and whatnot. That was what his training was in. But he pushed the envelope into these cubism realms and this, cubism. you know, futuristic-looking art, Word. you know, that wasn't just a straight up, you know, a, like just a, a straight up painting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So hats off. Interesting. PP Pablo Picasso. I love PP. Birthday man. Good for you, Pablo. All right, it's time. He's waiting on the line, man. It's G Love. Answer it. That's right. We're gonna answer it. We will be right back. The man from Illy Philly gonna be talking about everything with G Love. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this Rock Montana. Mucho yellow. And it's rockin' yellow on the Dot G Show. And the trap I do wide open, you know? All right, and we are back on the show, guys. We've got a very special guest, none other than Garrett Dutton, a.k.a. G Love. Yes! G, how's it going? 
Yeah, good, Ben. How you doing, man? You know, everything is good. I'm hanging in there, man. Let's yeah. start. <laughs> let's start with the here and now. Uh, right. You are going on a cruise. You're going on the Rhythm and Blues cruise. Hell the yeah! Legendary Rhythm and Blues cruise. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is really cool. Um, actually, we've we've done a lot of cruises. You know, they started doing a lot of musical cruises, I guess, about 15 years ago. And um, the legendary Rhythm and Blues cruise is the longest running, kind of the godfather of all the cruises. Like you got Jam Cruise and yeah. Yeah, a lot of different cruises, but um, this is cool and uh, really excited about this. We're we're gonna be on the boat with um, Taj Mahal and Keb Mo and yeah. Buddy Guy and uh, Young Gun Marcus King and Booker uh, T Jones, Booker T Jones and Cedric Burnside with his guitar player Trent Ayers from Mississippi, and just man, just so many um, amazing people. So I'm I'm really getting excited for this. Yeah, uh, so cruise, and it's a seven day cruise. So, do you like play once in that cruise, or is it just like you go? How, how does that work? Is is, is it like? Yeah, we, hmm. you get booked to do. Um, well, we're booked to play four shows, right? Okay. Um, and then also, like, there's a lot of fun stuff that happens on it. Like, I'm running kind of uh, an acoustic blues jam with some of my friends that are on it like marcus king and trenton a are gonna help me with that very nice and um i think you know we have the g loves hot sauce so i think we're doing a hot sauce event oh nice and um yeah just like once it's, it's the cruises are, are a lot of fun like what and there's there they have them in every genre of music right now so whatever you're into uh cruises are, are really fun because it's fun for the artist because you get to meet a lot of you know other musicians and that end up turning into insane collaborations a lot of times yeah i like it man well it when you run into marcus let him know All right. i've been trying to get him scheduled at a time to be on the show and we've never okay. hammered down time so let him know it's not horrible to be on the doc g show just, <laughs> right on, just let him know that uh, so now after that, I noticed you guys, I mean, G love and the special sauce, 25 years coming up in January. I, uh, I saw the anniversary tour poster being worked on by Sonny boy. Uh, yeah. now are you working out some, some dates and locations for that? Have any of those been set yet? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the tour is pretty much routed. We will be coming. Th we do a, a whole U S tour. We nice. definitely be making our stops in Florida. Nice. Um, the, the tour announces, um, in November. Very nice. So, um, people should kind of stay tuned to our Instagram at Philly G love or the, you know, Facebook G love and special sauce and our web pages philadelphonic.com yeah uh speaking of dates i should probably say happy belated birthday right it was your birthday <laughs> yeah. october 3rd right yeah 45 man Woo! Uh, yeah I, I, like when i was in my 30s i was like kind of like uh at that time where i was like i'm not telling anybody my age because <laughs> nope you know not to toot my own horn but not to toot my own horn but like people say like oh you look way younger than you are i mean i don't know whether i do or not but um i mean i feel like i'm 18 you know <laughs> Ex 
except when I wake up in the morning after a tough one the night before. You gotta but, you gotta um, warm up the joints now just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, yeah, just celebrated 45, and uh, you know, life is good. I gotta I gotta ask too. I noticed on uh, Instagram, yeah, you, you had a happy birthday shout out. A whole a whole post dedicated from Andrew Zimmer. Nice. And then I noticed, oh, yeah, I saw that, man. That was so cool. I noticed you guys, uh, you met up there at Americana Fest. Now, you guys go back, or was that the first time you met him? Or Well, I mean, I go back with him just because I've been such a fan of his show. Like, I literally, like, you know, no, no BS about it. Like, I mean, that's like one of, like, I just love him and uh, love his show, and I've loved it for years and years. So, yeah. actually... Last year, uh, this time last year, I was in New York playing a show for Rachel Ray at one of her events around the New York Food and Wine Week. Very and nice. I'm, I'm another um, another great food personality I'm friends with is An- Andrew Rich. I'm sorry, is Adam Richman? Yeah. Um, from Man vs. Food, he found out I was in New York. He said, "Hey, gee, man, I'm gonna come through," and um, he came up, and so Adam and I went up to one of Andrew's Zimmern's events, and I got to meet Andrew, and I was like, actually, you know how, how it happened was that like he and Adam were really working the room at the next event we went to. And I'm not, I'm a music guy, so yeah. not everybody really knows who I am. So I was kind of hanging out with Andrew's wife, Raisha, and her and I really hit it off. And then we all just became friends this past year. So Andrew, uh, when I was in Minneapolis for a gig uh, at the State Fair, mm-hmm. they, they're they like the ambassadors of the State Fair. So I went around with him to the Minnesota State Fair, which is insane. You were we royalty ate- at the fair. Oh my God! We we ate our way through that fair, and then <laughs> that night he introduced us on stage. So they've just become family friends, and like, you know. And then most recently he came. We were in Nashville for the Americana Fest. Yeah. And now during the Americana Fest, they also had the Nashville Food and Wine Fest the same weekend. So uh. I said, I'm gonna call Andrew. He happened to be there. He came through. We did a segment for his new show with my new band jam town nice and um he also introduced that show so it, it's just been a it's been, you know that's the greatest thing getting to meet interesting artists and um you know anybody regular people regular everyday people and also musicians and you know people like andrew zimmer and Adam yeah Richmond, man so. now i gotta i gotta and ask you, and you oh, well, <laughs> well yes i guess it's a big honor for you to meet me it's true uh now I gotta ask because I, I watch a show all the time too, especially uh, you know the, the weird foods. Ew. Has he ever like at home? Does he eat deer testicles? Did you go over there and he was like had a pile of crickets <laughs> and a pile of like you know some type of like ox rectum? And you're like, what is this? Well, it's so funny, and I mean, I'm telling you what, I I literally texted them before i went over i was like what's for dinner are we having like bugs and shit and they were like and and she and andrew's white rice was just like give me a freaking break and um but i i guess short answer is yes he really does eat all that shit but uh long answer is that um when they're at home i don't i think that I know he loves like offal meats, yeah. you know, like livers and gizzards and stuff like that. But, but long, uh, long story short is no, we had like a delicious veal chops and this amazing 
meal that he put together and um but, short story but no, bar, no 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 bugs or, or testicles it's just short story <laughs> he doesn't subject other people to those things well i mean look I, i'm i'm gonna be straight up with if Ant tried this bug i'm going to eat it but i will definitely um you know uh don't make this the quote of the um, press <laughs> release for this radio show, but mm. I will definitely eat deer testicle if he serves that. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> but, like, you know, I'm, I'm an adventurous eater. Like, my, my fam, my mother was a chef, and, like, we always had a saying in our family, you got to try it at least once. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that's kind of my mantra. Well, you know, when, <laughs> when whenever, whenever I watch that show with my dad, it's always, he always, that's what he comes in. It's sort of your mind. He's like, you know, I don't want to sound weird, but I think I could eat that if I was hungry enough. That looks pretty good. What? I think I, I, I think I could take that down if I was hungry. Which I well, mean, put it like this, man. If you're hungry enough, if you're starving, you're gonna eat anything, and that's probably where a lot of the reason that people eat this type of oh yeah these weird weird foods. That's how it started, and that's how a lot of soul food started, right? That's why there's like chitlin, fried chitlins, and you know people are like pigs the, feet the, li the livers and pigs feet because that's all they could get yeah right so now and now it's like a delicacy exactly they don't what? have to eat it but it tastes good <laughs> and debatable <laughs> who you talk to about pigs feet but you know thank you uh so you you were down at Americana Fest there, and like you said, with your with the the newest music project there, Jamtown, um, which uh, is you, Cisco uh, Adler, and Donovan uh, Frankenrider, right? Yeah. Uh, now you guys, you had a, a EP you released this past summer. Uh, yeah. How would you say that the the band experience is different with Jam uh, Jamtown versus? Uh, G Love and the Special Sauce. <laughs> hmm. oh, that's funny because, um, well, actually, it's funny because it's been on my mind a lot. And I'll just be absolutely candid. It's like uh, early on in my career, my father um, was a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and thank God because he really guided me when I and and I had put in, aside from the gigs, like I was doing everything, like all the leg work to launch. And given we launched rather quickly, but like I was doing everything. Managing, promoting, putting up flyers, spending hours at Kinko's, making flyers, and uh, everything. So when we got signed, it was really like I was getting signed, the label. Yeah. But I could have, I probably could have said, no, we're going to get signed as a band and it'd be a three way democracy, a, a menage a trois of, demo <laughs> of, of um, opposing views, yeah. if you will. Yeah. But like, luckily, my father was like, no, it's really got to be just you and don't worry you're going to take care of everybody in your van and but it's got to be you on paper and it was lucky i did that and if you read a lot of someone like the bruce springsteen autobiography for instance one of the points he made was like look a small democracy is really not going to work in a band it's it's really got to have a leader you know yeah because uh it, it is a thing so you know fast forward 20 years jam town and, and we just put out this really cool ep mm -hmm. and it's and and we've made this great music and really made a big impact on a bunch of shows but honest to god like right now we're kind of in a standstill because no one can decide on what's the next step right now we can't agree on on what that journey looks like so i mean right now we're kind of we were supposed to be making a record this fall and and it's and it's uh everything's kind of on hold so 
long story short is that what's a different to work with in a band than just being an artist that has a band yes yeah. um it, it can be a lot more challenging and and it, it can self-implode so um being like being the frontman of g love and special sauce is a lot of work and it's yeah you know, it's all on my shoulders in a lot of way when we go out every night yeah but uh, obviously when you have three guys that are up there doing it, it it's like it was it was it's been a lot of fun to do that collaboration so long story short i mean i'm sure we're gonna um something good will come out of all this you know what i mean hey, if, if you did if you didn't check out the Jamtown ep check it out because it's great it is it's an amazing album i i, I liked all of it um i got it reminds me a lot of of when it happens in sports you see that a lot in sports you know you get a couple of all-stars on a team right and working right. those all-stars together nobody knows who's going to take the last shot Nobody knows who's gonna, you know, bring a team back from down ten points. It's all sort of right. a question of who's right. gonna be that leader. And yeah, and they right. don't, they don't have that identity. So I can definitely see, uh, you know, wh where the trouble would come in as far as doing that. And like you bring up the sports and music, there's so many um, correlations to me between sports and music. Like, you know, for instance, when I'm working with a producer, I look at my producer as a coach right because yeah. i was a big big basketball player so i i like to be coached and then you know same thing we have a we have a plan of attack right we have our set our set list our game plan mm -hmm. the only thing different between music and sports is that you never really know if you win in music, <laughs> right because you could have a sold out show right yeah and everybody in the crowd loves it but if you weren't happy with your performance I don't know if you can call that a win. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's definitely that. That's at least you got on a scoreboard on sports. You know who came out on top at least. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, you know, I know obviously from from I seventy six, you're a huge Sixers fan. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now I gotta say, I'm gonna say something crazy, but I I know that the the start of the season didn't go as planned, but. I think they may make the playoffs this year. What? I think they may do something that they haven't done in six years. They may make the playoffs this year. Wow. I got to say, I mean, like, I was yeah. thoroughly impressed. Yeah. I was excited for the first time in, like, 12 years. See, what happened to me, like, I've been a Sixers fan my whole life, and I grew up in the Dr. J, Charles Barkley era, and then, you know, came of age during the Allen Iverson era. We actually filmed the I-76 video during halftime at the Sixers game that year when, I mean, that was one of their great years when they went, I think that might have been the year they went to uh, the finals against, yeah, we're against the, the, the Lakers, Monsters, yeah. LA Lakers that year, but um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that because I, I thought that was a real game, but I wasn't, I wasn't yeah, sure. Was. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, that was cool. Yeah, well, I mean, you always wondered with Iverson, I mean, this, this guy that is so amazing that they couldn't find you know, at least one or two pieces to put with him as yeah. good as he was. Here's what I always say about Allen Iverson, man. I love him. I'm a, I'm a fan. And I, I've met him a couple times. He's a sweet guy. Yeah. But um, I think last time I saw him was at Delilah's Den Strip Club in Philadelphia. <laughs> and I was like, why the hell is he here right now? <laughs> uh, Wait, what? But um, no, like I, I always, if you look at like footage of Allen Iverson and the Sixers teams coming down the court, like 
no one, when they had possession of the ball, it was like no one, including Allen Iverson, knew what was going to happen once they crossed the half-court line. So you just see the team is just standing around because they don't know what to do because they don't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know what he's no. going to do, right? So it's just like, it's kind of like it was a lack of leadership. And he was just, I mean, whatever, man, like, he was just a superstar, right? Yeah. I will and, I will say Iverson though pulled me out. I you know, I grew up uh, a little bit later after the uh, the Dr. J era and the Jordan era. Yes! Firmly uh-huh. in the Jordan era. And yes! uh, you know, of course, like basically every kid at that time I, I love Jordan with a, with a passion. Uh-huh. And then when he retired, I was like, oh, Lame. I don't have anybody to cheer for. And right, for like right. three years, I, I couldn't cheer for anybody. And then I watched right. that finals game when everybody said, oh, oh, yeah, the Lakers are going to stomp them. You don't even have to right. watch. It's going to yeah. be a sweep. Right. Right. And then that right. first game, he goes and wins, and you're just like, who is this six-foot-tall guy that weighs uh, 130 pounds that just yeah. took on Shaq and Kobe yeah. Bryant and won? Yeah. You know yeah. that that was that was enough. And it's like you said, he didn't. It didn't seem like he had enough to to win win it all. But he definitely. Yeah. He definitely was a special talent, man. But speaking of sports, yeah. I wanted to bring up another thing I saw on your Instagram. You got a pretty sweet bike. Uh, a couple months back there, a, a sweet Trek bike, man, with the fat tires on that. Is that yours? Yeah, man. Um, nice. Trek sent us a couple bikes to try out, and um, that's one great thing about being um, almost a celebrity <laughs> <laughs> is that, like, uh, especially since, like, the age of social media, a lot of companies will say, hey, you know, here's a shirt or here's a you know, a bike or here's a, a boom box. Just, Man. you know, take it and put it up on your Instagram. Okay. So yeah, long story short is they sent us these fat boy tire bikes. Yeah. And if you like mountain biking, these things are the coolest freaking bikes ever. Like, you know, having a good time. funny enough, I haven't, Trek hasn't contacted me yet to advertise these on my Instagram. What's the uh, no, deal? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to talk to my rep for you. Yeah. <laughs> if Trek's listening, I'm ready for some bikes, man. Come on. Yes! Nice. Nice, man. So after you get off the uh, Rhythm and Blues cruise, you guys have a concert up in Atlantic City uh, at the Music Box November 18th. And then you're going to be sort of saving it up for the start of that uh, that tour, the 25th anniversary tour, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I have some things like I'm going to, um, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to make a Christmas record Ooh. during those first two weeks. Because I, I never, I've, I put out a couple of Christmas songs mm-hmm. and it's just one of these things. That, you know, unfortunately, you always start thinking about making a Christmas record around Christmas time. <laughs> and then it's too late to put it out because you really have to make it in the summertime if you want to put it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, I'm going to, I just, some time in my schedule open up and, um, uh, the next G love record is going to be, I think I'm going to do a record with Kebmo, uh-huh. uh, the blues artist. Yeah. And we're going to do a blues record and really try and hone in an amazing blue back porch blues record. Oh, that'd be nice. I go to, I go to, if I know a lot of surfers pilots, I, I go to. Nusara in Costa Rica Ooh. on November 26th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we do our third annual 
Acoustic Roots Jam, which is a benefit um, for the town down there. After that, might be coming to Florida for, I'm just trying to work it out, but we might be coming to West Beach to do a block party. I might be going to Key West to do a hurricane relief benefit in Stock Island. Mm. Uh, and then I might be coming to Art Basel to do a show down there. And then I go to Hawaii over um, after Christmas, like the New Year. I do a little Hawaii acoustic solo New Year's run where we hit all the islands um, and play acoustic shows out there. And then we go... So yeah, even though, uh, yeah, I'll, I will be pretty busy this the rest of this fall it's, still. It's all over, man. I like all these. I like all these tropical places you're staying. Yeah. Stay, stay in the yeah. in the warm areas during the winter. That's yeah. nice, man. That, that's the idea. When I'm on vacation, I set up destination shows so that I, I want to go surfing in Costa Rica. So I'm gonna book a benefit <laughs> down there, raise some money for a good cause, put a little money in my pocket to pay for the trip and take the family on vacation and make some music. You it's, know? A, it's a win win, so, man. It is, man. That's, that's very <laughs> nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can do that. Set up my show in Costa Rica so that people will you should. Uh, see if see if they'll they'll do I don't I don't know. I don't think I'll I'll get the same crowd that you do. <laughs> You never know. I can always try, man. G, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. Uh, we've, My pleasure. We're up against a break, but hopefully next time when you're in the Jacksonville area, you can stop by the studio, man. Hmm. Yeah, I'll bring my guitar and my harmonica. Oh, man, that would be awesome. Yes! Hopefully we can do it sometime soon. But thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. All right, well, thanks to everybody down in Jacksonville and all over Florida and all across this beautiful world. And, uh, again, if you want to check me out I'm on Instagram, at PhillyGLove, at GLove on Twitter, and our website's philadelphonic.com. All right. Coming your way sooner than you think. There it is, guys. Let's hear the uh, title track off of Love Save the Day. This is GLove and the Special Sauce with Love Save the Day. Keep it locked on the Doc G Show.
And we are back, man. G-Love doing awesome things. Yes! Rhythm and Blues Cruise. Say what? Repping Alan Iverson. Thank you. Making good music, man. What a cool guy. Hanging man. out with Andrew Zimmer. Wow. I'm looking forward to that Christmas album he's going to make. That's right. Listen to that. That won't be a bad thing, guys. Next time he is in Jacksonville, if you guys don't go see him, you'll kick yourself later. You'll be upset about it. <laughs> you'll kick yourself That's later. That's right. You'll be upset about it, man. I'm not joking. He's a he's he's a good time. Talking to, listening to, listen to his music, man. Anyways, hope to have him on the show again real soon. It has been a fantastic show, Justin, hasn't it? Yeah, man. You're always killing it with the guests. G- I always tell you. G-Love made the show today. Ooh. He made the show, man. I That's why it. we named the show after Doc G. Yeah, it was for him. It just so happened to be for him. I loved it. Just I lo- so. <laughs> Those tunes were awesome, man. Justin, we've got another killer show coming up next week. Sweet. We've got the High Divers. You did tell me that. High Divers from Charleston, South Carolina, rocking that Southern rock, man. I can't wait to have them on the show. We're going to talk about their gig that is going to be the next night in Jacksonville. Wow. That's right. Say what? That is right. So get ready for, head first. for the High Divers coming to Jacksonville next week. Guys, until next week, I have been your host, Doc G, with me. As always, Justin, Hype City, Evangelista. Hello and goodbye. Oh. Hmm. Guys, until next week, zip it up and zip it out. (laughs) 